Welcome to the Health, Fitness and Business Show, a no-holds-barred, non-sugar-coated podcast discussing all things related to health and fitness, including the business elements of the industry. Your host is Sunil, entrepreneur and self-made health and fitness expert and advocate. This show offers health and fitness professionals additional insights to the industry as it is, provides fresh perspectives to individuals with an interest in the space, and gives information and motivation to the average person looking to get fit and stay healthy. We aim to give an unbiased view of the industry and the content available in the market now. We'll separate the dross and drivel from the genuine facts and information. Our episodes will tackle a wide range of elements and topics within the health and fitness space. And here's your host, Sunil. Hello and welcome to the Health, Fitness and Business Show. Today I'm I'm joined by Carl Muir. He has a company called um, the PT Mentor UK and it's pretty much a course course provider. Um, So we discuss, which was quite a cool episode actually, but we discuss um, kind of what the PT course industry is like as it, you know, as an industry and with the bigger players in the game as well as him being a small player coming up. Um, we talk about how how the big players are affecting the industry, um, things to look out for when looking for a course. And we also kind of have a chat about um, the, the changes in the market being, you know, um, Simspar taking over reps, um, the impact on the industry, what they plan to do with the industry, and we just we just talk about um, how how the growth of PTs coming up and therefore the growth of the course providers businesses coming out, um, how it affects how we as PTs or how you as potential PTs coming up will view the market, what you see in terms of marketing, what kind of false information is in the marketing and how you can kind of get your head around where the right place is to look and the things to look out for. Um, it's quite a it's quite a, a, a lengthy episode, but it's great because we do discuss any myths in the industry as two people that, you know, we've been in the industry in different capacities um, for quite a while now, I think he, I'm, I've been in for over ten years. He's been in the PT industry, um, probably over twenty, I think he said. So we discussed that. We discuss all the false advertisement main, um, that's in the industry and why it's something you don't want to listen. You don't want to listen to at the moment. We also actually purposely talk about what his business does. That's different, and I think that's key because. I'm I'm a huge fan of what he does and how his business works. And I think the more we know about what how he does his stuff and the, his in my opinion his way is the right way, and he's the only person in the industry in my opinion that is doing it the right way. So we talk about that as well, and hopefully hopefully you get to, you listen to the whole thing and you you take you take away a lot of what we talk about as people have actually you know been there and done it. Um, so you don't, you don't, we won't, I mean, nobody really wants to make the mistakes that we've made and it will save you time and, 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 exp- and use our experience to kind of launch forward with your career. Um, but yeah, I will get straight into it and I hope you enjoyed the uh, episode.
Okay, so I'm joined by Carl, Carl Muir, Muir, we'll correct yeah. it later. <laughs> um, so he's uh, the owner, uh, the founder of the PT Mentor UK, which if you know me knows that I, this is the guy that I typically tell people to go towards now. Um, I made my mistakes, which I will discuss with Carl today, but I will hand over to Carl, let him introduce himself better than I could have. Um, and yeah, over to you, Carl. Yeah, hi, thanks for having me on, first of all. No worries. And yeah, so I'm Carl. I started my own company, uh, delivering personal training courses around four years ago, because as sort of something um, sort of alluded to slightly there, there's so many course providers out there, and I've been delivering courses for some of the, the big companies in the UK um, for six years prior to starting the PT Mentor UK and the quality and like the ethics more of these companies, they just try and give you a certificate and wave you out the door and couldn't really care less if you pass or fail. Um, so yeah, so I just got fed up with that and started my own company. And prior to that, I started myself in entry 10 years before. So I've been in fitness entry for 20 years now and educating people for the last 10 years. Nice. Nice, nice. That's good. We're going to touch on that actually because that's something that I've um, that I've kind of picked up and noticed within the industry as well in terms of that the duration of people that's in the industry and staying in the industry. So we will um, we will touch on your your experience in the industry being twenty years technically. Um, but yeah, so for my I've got questions that I'm going to go through. We're gonna you know going to chop and change or order and whatever just how we our conversation flows. Um, but yeah. the first question which I'm going to ask everybody is, what is your definition of health? Definition of health, good question. Yeah. I'd say there's probably, I'm probably going to waffle on and mm -hmm. probably not give you a roundabout answer, <laughs> but I think it's sort of a mixture of a number of things, isn't it? Like your health is obviously, you know, sort of from a medical point of view, like your health and well-being side of it. But then, especially with the year that we've all had, health could be your mental side of things. So... I think an all over health is essential, sort of like your body, your mind, what you put into your body as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, see, I told you I'd give you a roundabout answer. <laughs> I, think, I think the overall, my opinion of health is sort of being physically fit, mentally, physically, and sort of nutrition-wise. So I think an overall package mm -hmm. of health. I don't think you can have one without the other. It's probably a short answer. No, you're right. I think you're gonna. So my my definition is very similar. So I, although I, uh, <laughs> I asked myself the question of what is the definition of health, I pretty much gave the exact well the exact same answer in terms of health isn't defined by defined by either physical or mental health. Um, and my my kind of definition of physical health in itself is you. So you've got the physical element and you've got your nutrition. So what you eat and so I think we're on the same. We're actually, I'm interested to see what other people say actually, because if we're me and you, we have the kind of similar background as well in terms of the in industry, uh, the time we've been in the industry. So it's gonna be a funny one to ask. A lot of the newer people or people are actually nutritionists. So it'll be interesting yes. to see what they say. Um, so cool. So as we we discovered um that your company delivered is mainly a, a PT course um provider i think that's the term yeah um so what what is i mean i've got what i don't want to do is um kill you with my experience of the of my of pt courses um mm -hmm. 
which is going to be interesting because you work to a lifetime and that's what I've done my level two with. <laughs> huh. So gonna be, that's going to be interesting. We'll touch on that later as well. Uh, but what do you see as kind of the main problem at the moment with the courses, the PT course providers that are currently, I say in your sense, the big the big ones out there now? What do you see the biggest problem is? I think, I think it's money. That's the mm. end goal is that some of these companies do it for money. Like yeah, yeah. I, I do this for a job and you know, anyone listening to this should be doing their job because they love their job. But 100%. sometimes you, you sort of look at these big companies and even smaller ones, you know, like mm. um, sort of companies that have access to funding. So if again, anyone listening to this might be aware that you can pay for courses or you can get government funded courses. The government funded courses are generally courses that have access to this funding and they've got to, it's a sort of government requirement, you've got to have a certain amount of students go through your books and pass your course each year. So if that's like 200 students, for example, Hmm. you've got a guarantee to get that money that you have to pass, and it doesn't matter how crap that student is, you have to pass 200 people Mm -hmm. for you to get your payment. Yeah. So as you probably know, and as you've seen and heard in the industry for a number of years, people have been spoon fed information just so they've passed their course. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's got a certificate and mm. regardless of the company, everyone's got a similar certificate, whether it's Active IQ, YMCA, etc. Mm-hmm. But how they're taught varies massively from company to company. Yeah. But then, and head to our start my own company, what takes it that extra step further is everyone's got a similar certificate, mm. everyone's a similar standard and level, but they're not taught anything that's actually going to help them in the industry themselves, yeah. like sales, marketing, branding, etc. So I think it's it's all bums on seats. I think it's mm. let's get them in, let's get them out as quick as possible because we've got another load of students coming in the following week. It's just one big conveyor belt and they're just throwing yeah. out no offence to anyone listening to this yeah. again, but <laughs> they're just they're just throwing out people with a certificate mm. that have no idea what to then go and do with that certificate. Yeah, yeah, I think you're yeah definitely right. I think even with my own experience, even so, I done my level two with Lifetime, and I've done my level three with a company that um, I continue to slate. I don't care. In they rhyme with um, Remier. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but and the the delivery on both sides or the delivery on lifetime was actually quite good to be honest with you. I mean, they was you know their tutors were good. They were very, especially at level two, there was quite hands on in terms of being able to give extra information. Um, mm-hmm. But the delivery style was so different. I've spoken to other people that done level two and level three with lifetime, and um, their experience of the teaching was so different to mine. But we will touch on um touch on that did you do with lifetime did you do a classroom based or did you were you a student through a workplace no i was classroom based i i done my i done my level two like 2000 and 2009 2010 i think 2009 actually um yeah we was like we were solely classroom based so um i done i think mine was like an mvq kind of thing so it was government funded um and it was classroom based and then we had to do like a six-week placement as well um but yeah it was it wasn't um it was far from being like remote or 
I, I, which you, I think you you do a combination of that, right? Remote and one to one. Yeah. So yeah, it's obviously like my again having sort of dealt with when I started Lifetime, mm. sort of, that was my first company in, in the industry. Well, actually, I was with a small one prior, but Lifetime was like the main company I started yeah. with, and that was NVQ. So it was all ah. work based learning. Gotcha. So basically, it was a year long apprenticeship. Yeah you had to be employed in a gym or fitness facility to be on the course. Mm. And then we went to see all of our students once a month. So at the time when I left, I had about 64 students on my books. Oh, wow. So we had to go and see all of them once a month yeah. like for the whole year. So as they come off the course, we get another student take their place. So again, it's a bit of a conveyor belt, but mm. um, where it was work-based learning and you only saw them once a month, mm. For me personally, I prefer that, but obviously it's a lot of emphasis on the student to classroom delivery because yeah. classroom, if you think of yours, for example, you've got 20 people in a class, mm -hmm. but everyone's at a completely different level. Yeah, yeah. True. So you've got some people that might get everything and they're well ahead of the class mm. and, you know, they could do the work in half the time, mm. but then you've got some people that might not have like might need more than six, eight, ten weeks. They might need six months to gotcha. pass their course. Yeah, yeah. But obviously everyone's taught the same level, mm -hmm. the same duration. Mm. So again, they're sort of spoon-fed information, whereas one-to-one -one delivery, if someone needs more time, less time, more emphasis on certain elements, mm. I can adapt my teaching to suit that individual. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's key, especially now. I think it's a big thing to be able to adapt even in business I, I i delve into the business world as well i think adapting is key, especially in this day and age we're, we're no we're in december and corona is still active <laughs> so i think yeah. even our businesses even like when i so i was mainly gym based until march this year um mm -hmm. i think just going being able to um kind of change and go online which we have to do nowadays um that took a lot of people just stopped being PTs because of that. Their business fell over, and I mean, I I, I feel sorry for them, but, but it's they they're not able to adapt. And I think that that is a big part of I guess life is adapting. So um, being able to adapt to help people um, with your teaching with their teaching style as well um, is quite it's quite. Um, I mean, it's hard. It's a skill to do. Don't get me wrong. Some people can't. Some people don't know. Don't know how their teaching style is one teaching style, and they that's all they can do. So um, it's great that you was able to do that. To be honest with you, um, do yeah. you see? Do you see like any positives of having so many training courses, um, course providers out there? Um, yes and no. I suppose mm. like some courses. Again, if you think of classroom delivery, yeah, if yeah. you want to. Let's say, for example, you or me weren't qualified and like today we're looking online, right, I want to start a face-to-face -face course or I want to start an online course, whatever mm. it may be. If, like back when I'd done mine, there was two options, Premier and YMCA. That was it. Okay. So if, if I had to wait three months to get on my course, mm. like that doesn't happen now. Do you know what I mean? You could wake up tomorrow and vote, right, I want to be a personal trainer, sign up today, tomorrow you're on a course. Yeah, yeah. Whereas back then not having that much choice you'd have to wait for the next class to start so um mm. there's some benefits to it but then the flip side is that where there's so much choice and 
you get people saying, oh, just go and do a cheap course or go and do mm. a quick course or go mm. and do this course or yeah. I've done my course with Joe Bloggs, go and do it with them. Now it's almost like where there's too much choice, it's people must be thinking, Jesus Christ, like, you know, what way do I turn? Yeah, yeah. So there is sort of, you know, pros and cons to both. But I think for accessibility, it's good. But then there's, as you know as well, there's so many companies out there that aren't performing to the required standard mm. and they're still attracting people, which for me as a provider is flipping annoying from yeah, yeah. from a selfish sort of business point of view almost. Mm. But then also that I don't want people to be doing these courses because I know they're not any good. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I think I think actually what's funny with me, I, I I'm I'm guilty with that. I think I funny enough, I came across your company when I when I went to get my level three. So that was I got my level three um last year, two years, no, I don't even know, three years ago maybe now. How long mm-hmm. have you been running for? Your four, your four years, they might have been about three years ago. And I was so stupid in the sense of I made sure I knew who I was called like the governing body, which was active IQ. Um, yeah. And then I, I think the the way they pulled me in is because they done like, I think I'll name them Premier. <laughs> they do a um, they do an MMA course, uh, MMA. Oh, yeah, they do an MMA conditioning course, um, and that's what pulled me in. But I was so uh, I was so not, and do you know what it is? I think I because I was doing um, so when I got my level two, which was donkeys ago now, um, I was. I was very hands-on anyway. So when I qualified and everything, that's when all the that's when all the learning starts. So when I was in the gym and train around the um, clients and stuff, that's when I started learning about personal training. Um, mm-hmm. So I think when I went onto my level three, I was just getting out of the way. I'll be honest with you, like I I passed easily. I had no worries about the, the knowledge and whatever you need to know about like theory-wise. Um, but I was I was guilty of that. Just getting in, getting it done, getting it. It was a six week course. Yeah. I, I talk to people that have like twenty years on me. Also, yeah, twenty years on me, and they they screwing. They're so angry that what they learned within what college college um qualifications or you know a year course is being crushed into a six week course, and they're just getting shoved out the door. So it's when I come across people that talk about um you know doing a year course. As to get qualified as a PT, I'm thinking, you know what? In all honesty, you lot deserve that, you know, the higher rate and you've been through the game. Do you know what I mean? Like what you learn in six weeks is nothing. Like I know this. Exactly. I mean, people start to know it as they get get into PT. And but um, but yeah, I think there is like I my my opinion on so many courses is similar to yours. I think the course providers out there, where I what I didn't know is a numbers game. What you, when you were saying how you know they have to get certain people qualified and through the door, um, I never knew that. It makes sense now yeah. you said it because uh, it makes they they do just push put put bumps on seats. That's it, and yeah. and and some I know some companies that I have experienced or I've looked into spoon feed. They spoon feed um, the knowledge that you need to pass. Like I think with level. With the level three, there was like modules and stuff you had to do, like um, assignment assessments kind of thing. Do you go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know some companies spoon feed that. So um, well, the thing is, it's like I said, it's like if you've got twenty people sitting in a classroom, mm. and like I said, you if you've been doing the job anyway as a level two and you've been yeah. working in gyms, and 
some of the stuff taught on level two and three, mm. if you've been doing it as a job anyway, you, it's easier for you to pick up. Some people that like I come from hospitality before I started. So oh, for okay. me sitting in the classroom, learning all this stuff mm. was new to me, like people skills I had easily, mm-hmm. but the sort of the programming, the designing, stuff like that. So there's people in my course that were much better um, like physically than I was. Yeah, yeah. So they picked that up because they've been going to the gym for a lot longer than yeah. I had. Mm. But then the stuff that you actually need in real life, sales, business planning, marketing, just being a good, a nice, approachable um, and chatty person, yeah. none of that's taught in the course. Yeah. So mm. like you said, you've, where you've been working in the industry already and you worked your way through your level three pretty quickly, mm. that's fine. But then in hindsight, you probably could have, Pass that course even quicker than those six weeks yeah but you had to still sit there for that six weeks exactly. because that's the time scale of the course which mm. I, that's what i don't agree with yeah the yeah, time yeah. scale should be based on you mm. not them so with your so with what you're doing with the pt mentor now is that does that kind of um because i've never no i don't know any independent people doing courses so the way your students um qualify is there your courses don't have a time limit on it, right? So they don't have to qualify in six weeks or... Oh, okay. No, so it's purely up to them. So again, I've had people finish both their level two and level three in, I think the quickest anyone's done both was about six to eight weeks. Because they had time on their hands. They had a great knowledge and understanding of their body, of training, of doing shows, stuff like that already. And because they had time on their hands they literally were just smashing the workbooks every single day, like we're yeah. texting, emailing, calling most days. Um, you know, so we met up, done their exams, done their practicals, and it was just all done and dusted in about eight weeks, like I said, because wow. they had time on their hands and had a ton load of knowledge anyway. Mm. Some people that have a full-time job in a different in a different sector and just want to do it almost for their own knowledge and mm-hmm. maybe they want to be a personal trainer one day, um, they're just doing that at their own pace. Some people that are in a job and they want to change careers, again, they do it at a slightly different pace. So like I said, we've had people do courses in like six to eight weeks, six to eight months, mm-hmm. a year. It's there's literally, it's your course, yeah. takes as long as you want. If someone says to me, right, I want to be qualified by May next year, mm. then we sort of work to that time frame. Yeah. But if they're not ready to qualify, they're not qualified. Okay. I get that. That makes a lot of sense. So in terms of so in terms of um the people that you know they want to spread it over a longer time or they want to spend more time to kind of qualify, how does how does that work with because I know you don't offer one-to-one support, mm-hmm. right? How does that work with um with kind of so if you're not going to be doing the support, I, I know you are other people that you work with as mentors. Um how do how does that kind of work? Do they have to delegate, I don't know, an hour a month, two hours a month to that to that um, person, or is the mentors free to spend their time however they want? It depends. I'd say over ninety percent of my students I still deal with. The only ones oh, cool. that like the only ones that I don't, I've got tutors and assessors up and down the country. So I've got um, like Bex in Glasgow, for example. Gemma over in Cardiff I'm Hertfordshire I'm just above London um but generally like, I don't care about driving and stuff like that. so obviously yeah. not at the moment because bloody corona but when we can 
travel around and stuff i don't mind going to clients like i've been all the way down to cornwall and oh, i think wow. you're london based aren't you yeah 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 i'm london yeah so you know how far cornwall is for yeah. us. <laughs> i've been all the way down there but again what i love is i'll go down there on a weekend again whatever's good for them mm. and i'll go there for the saturday we'll go for all their coursework we'll go to the gym i'll show them some stuff in the gym we might sit an exam yeah i'll get a good old uh, airbnb stay over and then the next day we'll pick it up again so some students again if they need that support if they need mm-hmm. me there for a day or two mm-hmm. to talk them through it physically and we'll go to the gym and stuff that's what they get some people like i said before is almost like right here's your workbook you won't hear from them for a couple of weeks and then they'll call you phone you have a zoom meeting oh i've done like this 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 and i'm like oh Bloody hell, I've not heard from you for two weeks. I yeah. thought you'd sort of like gone on holiday. Like, oh no, yeah, I've just yeah. been smashing this workbook out. So some people can be left on their own mm. and do it. Some people can have support. But anyone that I bring on that works for me, like the tutors and assessors, yeah. they've got to understand and sort of be have a similar view on the industry as me. Like we don't want to just be qualifying people. Yes, you might have to have a call a week, a call a month. You might not hear from your student for the whole time. So I just basically pay them a rate, a set rate. If they've got a really great student that they don't need to work with and they just smash through their coursework, mm. then the tutor is laughing because they've been paid a set fee. Yeah. But then it covers them to sort of, if they do need that extra support. Gotcha. Okay, oh, cool. That's quite, it's an interesting way to do it. I think I, I mean, I've never had a mentor like that, so I wouldn't be able to compare it to anything. But um, when I say about PT, I've had mentors in business, but um but yeah that's quite that's quite cool i think it's a i mean i'm i'm it's one of those things that i know is making you lot way way better than the industry other industry course providers because i think that is as you said that is the missing part of pt and no one teaches us or no one supports us in getting the sales skills getting the cost i mean some people come from industries like that they don't even deal with customers so when it comes yeah. to actually finding when you're working in the gym, you have to talk to people on the gym floor. They just don't know how to do it. I, I've been in gyms where um, they just their the PTs are standing doing nothing. They expect people to come to them, and I think a lot of um a lot of the mainstream gyms, not even sales course uh, sales courses, PT training, biz, I don't know what what they want to call it, but basically. They, the way people teach you how to go and get clients is you have to go and talk to as many people as you can just to say hi. And I think without that kind of people skill, you, you've lost. And I think it's yeah. when I think that's where I see a lot of the value coming from, from people that are actual P, PTs as well. A lot of the people that are educating people now um, is people that, you know, they, they build an, a business outside of PT. And so I don't know, I don't like, I'm not going to, slate the online trainers too long too much but ultimately they're not pts they're salespeople. the people are selling you course or selling you you know they you can make 10k a month da, da, da. they're not really pts um no. so i think i think i think having people that are you know they've been in the field you know they they are set they're successful pts in their own right have been having them as your mentor is um is a is a whole different ball game i think it's it's something that um, I don't believe any other course would do that. I think what you lot are doing, the way you lot, you know, even if the the, the mentors wasn't paid, I think they, they they are they enjoy their job so much that they're willing to do it anyway. Like I've gone when I was in when I done my level two and I worked in the gym I was working in, 
I was pretty much under the wing of a PT throughout the whole whole of my career, whole of my level two career in that gym. And I think that's that's where I said I've got I had a mentor in that sense. Um, but that's where I taught, that's where I learned all my shit. I learned people skills, I learned actual training, actual training methods, I learned, you know, how to communicate with people in terms of just as a human, as well as as a yeah. client, a potential client. Um, and I think that having that kind of support makes can make or break an actual P, a PT. But I think in the early stages of PT, you don't get clients straight away. And I think that's what people miss. People miss the fact that like I, when I got into, when I done level three PT and I was working properly in a gym, like a commercial or corporate gym, I must've got my client. And this is when I was paying rent. I must've got my first client well over a month after being in the gym. And that's because mm. that's because they they kind of have their way of you. They teach you how to get clients, and they their their methods are shit. Like you, as I said, it's that thing of the numbers game. You go into a pure gym, and they've got I don't know six thousand members, depending on the size of the gym. You have to go and speak to X amount to get X amount of clients. Which, when I put two and two together, didn't make sense. Um, but I know if I had the right person behind me, whilst I was at pure gym. I would have got clients straight away. I think um, it's a it's a bit of a ball ache being in the industry, knowing that the education that's out there, in terms of theory, being you know learning the PT course itself, a lot of the course providers are shit. Um, and then when you're qualified or you've got your certificate, you've got the paper that says you can be a PT. When you go into like um, the commercial gyms, what people I think we've mentioned this before, a lot of them are a lot of the course providers guarantee you a place in the gym which is exactly. i don't know how they can do that when yeah. there's not a position available anyone any course provider that says you're guaranteed an interview at the gym mm. is a load of rubbish because again let's say you you're in london and we both know who that company is that still guarantees this rubbish yeah so yeah. they used to be linked with pure gym so if you're guaranteed an interview with pure gym so again, take you. There's probably yeah. about fifty pure gyms in the five yeah. mile radius of where yeah, you are. Easily. But if not, if not one of them is hiring, mm. then are you guaranteeing an interview that's pointless? That's like a lie because yeah. you're not going to get a job because they're not looking yeah. at anyone. Or do they say you're guaranteed an interview, and then when you say, "Oh, I've finished my course," oh well, someone in Glasgow is hiring. You can you're guaranteed an interview up there. Yeah. You're yeah. Like, well, I'm London, so yeah. I'm not going to go to Glasgow. Oh, well, sorry, that's the guarantee we've offered you. So I think it's, I think that's a load of rubbish. It's just like, if you go back 10, 15 years ago, probably mm. even, I think saying that, I think about three or four years ago, one of my tutors sent me an advert because someone was guaranteeing, um, as an advert, it was one of the big companies. I can't mm. remember who it was now, but on their marketing, it still said. Um, on target earning of 70k a year be your mm. own boss live mm. the laptop lifestyle qualify with us yeah it's yeah like, if you could like don't get me wrong you could be an online pt and you can be a successful online pt but if that's your marketing campaign as a mm. course provider like that's a load of rubbish because again you could easily achieve that but that course doesn't help you achieve that they give you a certificate to make you a personal trainer yeah, they don't yeah. help you become an online coach. They don't help you about sales, marketing, yeah, stuff like that. So it's just a hate false advertising. It's ridiculous. And I think that's one of the things that people buy into as well, you know, like 
I, I can see why I can see why. Who who in, in the UK, I believe like the average salary is about 30 something K. Mm. And so if you're being guaranteed or you're being told that you're gonna earn 70k, people buy into that, especially if they don't know business, or they're coming from a they're coming from a nine to five to become a PT and they're sitting being told, right, you're gonna learn, you're gonna earn 70k plus whatever, it depends on the gym. It's 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 crazy. The marketing for PT is shit right now, and I don't believe there's anybody really helping it. Um, I think that it's just the it's it's the powerhouse of being a big company that their marketing budget is way huge than anybody else is gonna be. So if they're gonna bombard the internet or bombard bombard individuals with ads saying you're gonna earn X amount, you're gonna be guaranteed this, you're gonna be guaranteed that. Um, people are gonna take gonna are going to continue buying into it and i think um i mean we're we're like a we're an ant in the industry so it's we're not going to be able to do nothing about it but it's it's, it's i mean it's a it's a messy industry i've said this from like i i stopped pt or i stopped in the industry in 2000 and so i went to birmingham so i went maybe 2012 i stopped i thought you know this industry taking a piss now um go out of it completely Went and built my another company, ran that for a bit, um, and then I came back and I thought, you know what, I've got so much. Like when I so I went away to live in Birmingham um, for two years. I was supposed to go to uni to do sports science and IT there. Dropped out. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't. Be, I couldn't be asked with it. So I dropped out and I just lived like I lived pretty much a year just there for the sake of it. And um, I was doing bits and pieces with the clients. Well, I took on clients just for make a bit of money. Um, and I thought to myself, you know, when I came back to London, I said, you know what, I've still got a lot to give. So I, um, that's when I done my level three. I actually went up, went and done my level three, and that's kind of it, it. Kind of built the fire in me, but I'm, I'm back to it. I'm back. I'm a lot more on the business side of things now, and I think that's why I'm able to see this shit. Like I, when I was a PT, I never saw ads being thrown about. I got. Mm-hmm. I got into fitness on, on with Lifetime. I must have been about eighteen, and I think it was a, in my area. There's a lot of um, there was a lot of youth crime, so they had like this thing out and talking about um, between sixteen and eighteen year olds. They, they're pretty much an apprenticeship, so they put you on, they fund course, and then they pay you like a little bit of change whilst you're doing your placement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never really got it. Like I've, I had no intention of being a PT. It's it's just weird how it's occurred, and then now, now that I'm back in it and I'm seeing such a difference in the market, man. I think it's, I think more now than ever, it's been overpowered by online marketing and social social media, good and bad, good and bad. Being probably you can talk a lot more about social media than me because I don't really use it as much. But I think the benefit of it is we can present our, our we can actually position ourselves in a better place using social media in front of more people. Um, but the bad thing is you get a lot of that's where the online trainers come up. You know I mean, that's it's it's yeah. a bit of a I think like I say to all my students, mm. and like I said, I've got students that do PT courses with us, I've got mentoring students that are personal trainers that I've qualified years ago or, or but, and elsewhere that mm. I sort of do mentoring with. And then with my new business partner, we've got um a platform that helps take people's business online. But Again, as I said to you before, you hit record. It's not like we're these sales gurus mm. going to promise you all this 
like oh earn 10 grand in yeah, 24 yeah. hours you know we're not those sort of idiots we're realists but i think on in this day and age you have to have an online offering and mm-hmm. i say that to all my students all my mm-hmm. mentoring students everyone because in this day and age business cards don't exist people yeah. might might even talk to you in the gym face to face in a gym and nine times out of ten you'll both get your phones out and either you ask a client or a client asks you oh what's your name on instagram yeah. i'll check you out or, yeah. or what's your website i'll go and have a look even yeah. if they're standing there in front of you talking to you face to face they will ask for your social media account mm. because what they'll then do you'll go and like do something in the gym they'll carry on training or leave the gym but in their own time they'll get out their phone they'll look at um, instagram for example they'll go to your profile and it's all social proof so mm-hmm. when you're scrolling back and you've got client transformation after client transformation or you've got educational uh, material around fat loss or muscle gain whatever it may be mm-hmm. they're doing all that research looking at you from a distance or they're going to your website or whatever it may be and where i say about you need to have an online offering if you've got a link in your instagram bio that says download my free fat loss guide for example they can then sort of click on that link they can see one of your products or your fat loss guide Mm -hmm. they can implement that product Mm -hmm. they could implement it for like four or five weeks they could lose body fat without you technically yeah but all this time they're still learning from you they're still being educated from you they're still getting to know you like you trust you and you and me sitting there having this conversation, but they could be looking at our stuff now. Yeah, yeah so exactly. With an online offering, you can, and I always say to people, you need to be selling in your sleep. And that's what I mean by it, because you'll be selling these guides. They could be free, you could be selling them, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're looking on your social media, your website, while we're sitting here having a coffee and a chat. So that's what I mean by having an online offering. If yeah. you just want to do face-to-face and you love face-to-face PT, perfect. Yeah. But you still need that going on in the background. You need an yeah. email system that can automate emails. You need a booking system. So again, as we jump off this call now, we could be like, oh, Joe Bloggs has just booked in for a call at four o'clock. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. But having those like online things, those automations, those online offerings hmm. will do you the world of good. And going back to what you said earlier, when Corona kicked in and everyone's business shut, hmm. the ones that are now still smiling are the ones that have either moved their business online yeah and i'm jumping around your living room i mean automating things but the ones that have sort of moved their business online and have added online offerings Mm -hmm. they're booming because everyone's at home going on their phones going on their laptops looking for that the Mm -hmm. ones that were so against it and like oh no i'm not a personal trainer if i'm online i want to do face to face as horrible it sounds, they're the ones that are like working for Amazon and stuff like this now. Because yeah, yeah. They just they didn't shift or they didn't want to shift, hmm. and now they're suffering. Yeah, yeah. I was one of them. <laughs> I was one of the yeah, people. I, do you know what it is? I think for me, my my thing isn't you know I don't want to go online. I think I was more of a um, there's so much shit online that I didn't want to put be in that shit. I come to my senses, so now I do um, online personal training and stuff, but. I'm, I mean, I was lucky in my in my face face training days. I was lucky to the point of wasn't lucky. It took hard work. It's my sales skills. I was good at selling to people. 
So when I was in the gym floor, I could close people on the spot, get the transfer over, client in the books. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've been lucky in that sense. Um, but you're right. I think I've, I've seen people, other people, you know, potential clients walk into the gym and talk to a PT and I walk past them. They, they're on the person's social media in front of them. Yeah. I'm like, fair play. <laughs> but, I, I, but again, it's, but even like if, you know, and I say to you, you could have like 20, 30, 40, 50 hours a week of face-to-face PT. Mm. Amazing. But then on top of that, as you know, you've got to go home and spend probably the same amount per person planning, admin, yeah. bookings, mm. replying to emails, text message. Mm. So that sort of 30, 40, 50 hours is double because yeah, yeah. the admin side of it. And any PT that's listening to this that doesn't do admin, you're not a very good PT because yeah. that's, you know, you need to be bloody planning. You don't just make up a session on the spot. I know some people flipping do. They do, um, yeah. <laughs> but again, like with going online, and again, I'm not one of these all like, you know, have a hundred percent online business yeah, because yeah. I'd hate that as well. Like yeah. sitting there, you know, talking to you, some online coaches don't even do Zoom calls. They do mm. purely behind a laptop, which I would never ever want anyone to do. But if you can take even half of your business online yeah. and free up 20 hours, 10 hours even, mm. to concentrate on adding those extra bits online, people could download an ebook. Again, the first one could be free, like you said, with the sales. Yeah. If you're good at face-to-face sales, you know what people what makes people tick and what makes yeah. them buy. Mm. You can easily put that into copy mm. and type the same sort of thing, getting them down that same sort of flow. So you can give away a free ebook on the last page of that ebook. If you found this useful and you'd like to sign up to my six-week training program, where we're going to go more in depth in ABCD that you've yeah, already learned, click this link here. Mm. They click a link, takes them to a payment screen where it could even be a video of you saying in more detail, right, by doing this six weeks, you're going to get this, 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 you're going to get an email, you're going to get app access for the workouts and so-and-so. They hit buy now, enter their card details, an email straight into their inbox. That's yeah. email one of week one. And that's it. Again, we're sitting yeah. there having a chat. They've just signed up to a six-week program, which has cost £97, for example. Mm. But, but you haven't lifted a finger. You've got yeah. to set it all up once. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. You set all the automations, you design the ebook, you design the program. Mm-hmm. And that's it. People just literally are coming through your sales funnel buying stuff and some people want online coaching but i always say use it as a downsell so if your face-to-face pt is say for example 50 pounds an hour and as we both know and any pts listen to this people should be having sort of two maybe three sessions a week would be like the ideal yeah but if people are having three sessions a week at 50 pounds that's 600 pounds every four weeks mm. straight away people would be like i can't afford that Oh, okay, if you can't afford that, here's my website. Go onto my Instagram page, click the bio. You can do a fat loss guide, which will give you some great insight and exercises, blah, blah, blah. That leads into that £97 six-week mm. product. So in their heads, well, it's £97 for six weeks, or he's telling me it's £600 for four weeks. Yeah, They'll go away and do your six-week program. Mm. If they enjoy it, they'll soon come to you for that face-to-face session. That that is hundred percent. Like I, that is something people need to take to do now, <laughs> because people don't yeah. do that. I, I've, yeah. I've, and that is 
I think a lot of PTs problems, especially when you're London based, a lot of people's problems is, oh, you're too expensive. And yeah, that absolutely. is, that, I, I believe, well, in, in the PT's eyes, I believe that's the number one um, rejection is, oh, I'm too expensive or X clients, so they don't buy from me. Right, cool. So what about, you know, if you, you take them down that road of, you know, online uh, online training, then now that you can't blame, oh, you're too expensive for them because that's a no-brainer. And I think yeah. I can guarantee you now that I'll say at least 50% of the PTs I know don't do that. They take that rejection and move on. They say, yeah, oh, no, too much. I'm that's gone. The thing. Yeah, people don't do it. And that's the thing. And mm. like you said a minute ago, like, oh, there's so many online coaches. Yeah, There yeah. is, but that's because you see them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and you're probably you're seeing the same 10, 20, 50 people over and over again. Yeah. But if you're only seeing 10 to 50 online trainers, how many PTs are there in the country that aren't online? Yeah, yeah. True. But like I said, we're going back to like um like sort of building up that know, like, and trust. So mm. if if you walk straight into a gym, if you're first time there and someone's all sort of motivated, oh yeah, I want to have like two or three sessions a week. I six hundred quid, yeah, but they yeah. don't know who the hell you are, how you train people. They don't know the results you've got. Mm. Of course, they're going to turn around and go, "No thanks, that's a bit too yeah. much." Yeah, yeah. So that's so that's where that social media presence, the Instagram, the website, the free digital products come in so handy mm. because if if you think about it, you could turn around and go, "Look, today's just about a chat. We're going to go through some options. I'm going to tell you what I've got to offer." You know, you've got I've got an online product away from the gym, which is this. It's free. Mm. As soon as you say free, they've already bought it because it's free. Yeah. And then if you sort of say, but my top package is six hundred pounds at the moment. You know, if, if that's a stumbling block because of the money, you know, if you've had that discussion, not a problem. What I want you to do today: go and have a workout in the gym. Download my free guide. As you download, it will be in your inbox in like two minutes. You can go and do the workout, the first workout for free today. You know, it's going to be with you for mm. the whole next five days. And again, you don't tell them, oh, you're going to be sold to at the end of that five <laughs> yeah, days. Yeah. But if they've taken that five-day program, mm. enjoyed it, and you're in a gym going, oh, Sonny, how are you doing? How's that program? Oh, yeah, it's really good. I'm only on day three. Perfect. Keep going. Don't forget to track your calories or, you know, whatever you've sort yeah. of thrown in there that mm. you can like, relate to them. Again, it's just leaving them to it. Mm. But you know that you're on their phone. You know that you're in their emails. Yeah, but, but it's just that sort of subtle. Oh, how are you doing today? Did you do that workout yesterday? Oh, yeah, my legs are killing me. Oh, it's great though, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's, it's that sort of like little touch points. Yeah, because you know that when they go home, you're going to be in their inbox. The next yeah, day, yeah. you're going to be on their social media feed. The day after, they're going to be like on your stories and answering a question. And so it's just sort of planting that seed. Because, like I said, anyone if you were good at it, then you know, hats off. But Anyone that walks into the gym as a cold lead, exactly. and you turn around and go, 600 pounds, please. Mm-hmm. They will tell you to broth. Yeah, yeah. And that's where social media comes in massively. Massively. Mm-hmm. I think that is, I think having that kind of, just having a presence on social media now, it's, it's, it's a no brainer. I think, I think with a lot, especially new PTs, that's the best place to start at the moment is online and social, building up with social media and, I mean, I I was I was so anti-social media when I was when I first when I went to Birmingham. Then I got uh, Facebook. 
first ever social mm. media platform was Facebook. And that was, I was what, maybe 19, 1920? I was mm. like, Psh. but I, I think now it's, it's it played, it's a big role. It plays a big role in business as a whole. I don't care what industry you're in. Having a, a social media presence, because even when I say so, even LinkedIn, LinkedIn's being used by recruiters now. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's something that we we all need to kind of work on a lot more. Even if, no matter where you are, I think it's a it's a key thing. So um, would you? So in terms of um, your, I mean, this is going to be you as a course provider more than anything else. Um, what is your kind of what do you? What's your thoughts around Simsa? acquiring reps um i interviewed uh someone philip wright from simspa yeah. last week i've got my own podcast as you yeah. probably know yeah, yeah um so so i brought him on and i was quite blunt because i saw i just literally said who are simspa and what's the point of them yeah um which he, he did handle quite well as a question when i done my course i done premier as my course i can't remember if i mentioned that mm. 20 years ago yeah, yeah. And I had a free year with reps. Yeah. Um, and my problem with reps has always been that no one, Joe Average, as in your clients, haven't mm. got a clue what reps is. Mm. So if you're on a register of exercise professionals that you've got to pay £90 a year or whatever it was mm-hmm. to be on, but then they're not advertising that to Joe Public to say, come and have a look. Exactly. I don't. I never saw the point in paying it. So yeah, after my yeah. free year, and they done nothing for me. I don't even think they emailed me, contacted me once mm. in that year. I didn't bother because yeah. when they said, you know, it's X amount to renew, I was like, for what? I didn't. Even, I forgot about you. Yeah. So <laughs> I binned them off. And um, when I was speaking to Philip last week or the week before, whatever it was, I said to him like, why have you brought it? What's going to change? You know, are you just going to keep like the register thing? Is it a point scheme? Mm. um like what's the point um and he said there's some elements that they're going to keep um but they want everyone to sort of become almost like a chartered sort of title so they want personal trainers to become a sort of chartered title so oh again but as he was he was making the right noises etc but then part of me was almost thinking if you're called Carl Muir person like chartered personal trainer hmm. again what does that mean exactly yeah is, yeah yeah do you know what I mean so I was a bit like hmm. well and again you've got to pay for that privilege so I could go and put on Instagram or Facebook I could put whatever after my name like no one's going to stop me exactly do you know what I mean not that I'd write the word chartered yeah, yeah. If a chartered accountant like you you know you need to have a qualification to be that accountant yeah a personal trainer mm. people know you need a qualification to be a personal trainer so having the word chartered after your name or mm. in your title or having the simspa logo on your website is all well and good if simspa have literally got adverts on the telly saying don't employ a personal trainer unless they've yeah, got yeah. simspa certificate for example mm-hmm. but they've got that no one's going to know who Simspar are, apart mm. from those in the industry. Yeah, yeah, I think that was a big thing. I think the whole, I think I was, um, and to be honest with you, as far as I'm aware, from my experience anyway, they, so I, I was part of, in my last PT role, I went through a company that um, 
when you go through them, they put give you a year on Simspa. Um mm-hmm. similar to what probably what Premier done with you for reps. And yeah. I experienced the same thing. There was no like I never went out telling people I'm you know I'm registered on Simspa. I never told them, you know, that's just in a way that's just letters to them. You know, the average, no the average Joe. Yeah. So I think they it'll be interesting to see if if he has any if he does create any sort of um PR around who Simspar is and what their plans are and whatever. But as far as I'm aware, they've done the same thing as the ref. So actually yeah, more than worth it. Because with no exactly because with me, for example, like the qualifications I use are active IQ. Mm. I use the latest versions in the country as soon as they come out and get like the latest qualifications. Mm. Um active IQ are a chartered through Simspa. Okay. So because I offer their courses, mm. what I could do is I could pay Simspa X amount a year to become a Simspa approved centre. Okay. Again, from my point of view, mm. like if, if you called me and said, oh, I want to do a course, are all your courses, reps and Simspa approved? Mm. Yeah, they are. Because yeah, they're active yeah. IQ courses. Exactly. And active IQ are, yeah, are through Simspa. Mm. Am I registered through Simspar myself? No, because okay. I don't see the point in paying them £800 mm. a year just to have their logo on my website. Yeah. Because what are they doing for that 800 But what do they do for me for that money? Yeah, yeah. There's No, that's right. There is no return. You're just no. straight up paying them for the title. Exactly. For what? Yeah. Until, until I can see a benefit in it, like yeah. then, you know, then I'll sort of obviously jump on board. But no, again, Joe Public, you know, I still get people messaging me going oh hi your course reps registered mm. like my courses aren't rep, reps registered the qualification you'll gain is reps registered obviously yeah, it's going to yeah. be non-existent soon mm. but again so people have heard this term reps registered or simspar registered mm-hmm. but people don't know what it means <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think this it's just a term i think if you're not in the industry i don't know even now a lot of the people that would listen is still won't know what it is, what that is, because no. as I, as you said, it's just a case. If you're in the industry, and you know that's it. End of the day, it means nothing to majority of the people out there, apart from PTs or apart from people within the fitness industry. I think that was the intro. When I saw that, I was like, I wonder what a game plan is. Like I didn't get because when I when I got involved, when I say got involved, when I was at Alaska, there was slating reps. I'm talking slating, and I thought. Mm. Because I, I personally never done anything to be part of Simspa, but um, when they was talking about them, slated reps, I'm like, who's these new people? I've never heard of Simspa until they put me on. And yeah. um, so I thought, oh, maybe it's something different, something better, did a call, whatever. So I, when they when I registered, or when they registered me, I got an email saying I've been registered. Um, and then when I left them, I got an email saying I'm not, no longer registered but i thought in between that gap there was nothing there for me so for me to go out now and go pay you i don't know annual membership i'm comparing that to what you've done for me when i was according to you lot registered so i think it was a it was a i mean maybe it was a big move for them in terms of um market size more than anything but action would speak loud in words in terms of this but um yeah that's it that kind of touches on kind of what I wanted to ask as well around the governing body for the PT world. I think I've, I hate, um, 
I, I say hate is a strong word, but I dislike the amount of people claiming this that they are PTs or trainers. They don't they don't say PTs, they will say trainers, they will say online trainers or online this. Do you reckon there is going to be a governing body around that? Because seems so, I mean I, I think my my kind of my kind of in my thoughts I've I've been on a lot of groups and ranted about this, but um I don't believe there is going to be because I don't think I think my my especially like I'm like that with nutritionists. I know you done an episode with um Shane Nugent, didn't you, on nutrition? Yeah, yeah. I I I'm very like skeptical. Like even as a PT, I never give out nutrition advice because I I say to people, people come to me for nutrition advice. I say, you know what? I'm not the right qualification for you. Like I've not got the right qualification to say, yeah, go and eat this. I can I can um point them into the government guidelines. But I, that's where are my nutrition um, advice goes. And I can also refer you to a registered nutritionist, people that are degree degree um, level knowledge. They've got, they've actually registered on the, they are registered. You can go and search them. Um, I think that's where a lot of my kind of, because I know PTs are solely labeled as nutritional advisors. And it's the, it's a wordplay that they, lets them get away with it. So I think yeah. that's where my kind of my thinking around having a governing body for PT and I don't think it would work. I don't think it would work, but I don't think that happen. No, it it won't make any difference because yeah, let's just for easy numbers, let's say there's a thousand person trainers in the whole of the UK. Yeah, if seven hundred sign up and become chartered personal trainers, yeah, and three hundred don't see the benefit of that, yeah. That doesn't mean that those 300 aren't qualified personal trainers because they are. Mm -hmm. They're just not chartered personal trainers. Yeah. But then you've got, let's say, another thousand people on top that are training their mates, their family members, um, or they might even work in a gym as a level two, but they're still personal training people. Mm. So there's going to be people out there that slip through the net. Yeah. You can't govern everyone. You Mm -hmm. can't. Like people, even if you grasp people up and go, oh, look, Sunil slipping chain training people, he's not even qualified. Yeah, yeah. What's going to happen then? Are you going to get arrested? Are you going to get a fine? Are you going to lose your job? Yeah, Probably yeah. not. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I just don't understand how they can govern it. I just, yeah, yeah. You know, I could tomorrow I could open up an accountancy practice mm. and I could advertise that I'm an accountant. Who's going to actually come round and knock on my door and say, Right, let's have a look at your certificates. Let's have a look yeah. at all the years that you've sort of got to that standard. Mm. No one. But it doesn't, I'll still get clients. Yeah, yeah. Because I sell and market myself. Again, yeah. if you take bodybuilders, mm. a lot of bodybuilders, and I'm talking like professional, like if I said their name, 80% of people listening to this would know who I'm talking about. Mm. They're selling diet plans. They're selling training routines programs they're doing face-to-face personal training and they're not qualified Mm. they've not even done a single course in their life yeah but because of how they look they Mm. can sell that stuff that's what i say to people about online trainers (laughs) a lot of them look great i'm not gonna lie some of them look really good and that's how why they're being bought into i think um equally you know that's why i always say to people you know i I have this thing of um, if where's the liability? Like I always say, where is the if you're if you're going to sell someone a program, right? And you know you're not qualified, 
but you're still going to go, especially like with the compound lifts. If you're telling someone to go and deadlift and they pick up the injury because of what your instructions were, who's liable? Okay, no one cares though. That's the yeah, thing. That's the thing, yeah. People are buying programs left, right, and center off of Instagram. And I'm not talking about what I was talking about a yeah, second yeah. ago with regards to Instagram because that's yeah, legit yeah. and that's something personal trainers mm, should be mm, doing. Mm -hmm. But then you've got all these influencers who are sort of taking booty pictures and doing a workout and they're showing you a workout and then they're going, oh, give it a go. You give that a go. So technically they're coaching you or they're instructing you to yeah. do that workout. If you get injured, you can't sue them because, do you know what I mean? Or you could, yeah, if, yeah. if we we're going to be like America, you flip in, should. But like you're doing that at your own risk. Yeah, of course. But mm. then the flip, the flip side is you've not signed a waiver form. You've not signed anything. So this person of influence is saying, oh, do this, do that. Download my guide. Mm. You know, grab my app, drink this flipping protein shake, whatever. And people go and do it. And odds are people probably are getting injured left, right and centre. Yeah. But because they look up to this person and they're mm. like, oh, they're so amazing, they're not going to try and sue them or argue with them or mm. call them out on social media because some of these people have got hundreds of thousands of followers yeah. and they're selling diet plans left, right and centre. But they generally, they don't write those diet plans. They're just the face of them. Yeah. So whoever is writing them mm. needs to be qualified. But you'd like to think, and I don't think this is the case, you'd like to think people when they're at that level of influence should be doing things properly and saying, mm. look, hold on a minute, I've got 20,000 young girls coming to me for nutrition advice. Yeah. I haven't got a clue about it, mm. but I'm going to bring in this person and I'm going to talk about this person, show them this person, Yeah. and this is who's going to be doing the plans for you. Exactly. My face might be on it. But this is the person. Doing it, but yeah, they yeah, don't. Yeah. They just wow. think I'm going to sell, sell, sell based off my name. Maybe mate boys hiding in the background doing the plans, mm. but they don't show that person because they just think that they should be the face of their brand. And it's it's sad, really. But um, but again, going back all the way back to what you said a minute ago, I don't think anything's going to change. No. Not anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think I'm. I'm in the same boat. I've I've kind of given up. I said given up on my mission. I do what I can do. Do you know what I mean? If people come to, like I've had a lot of people come because I work with um, I work with osteopaths and physios as well, as in uh, referral kind of thing. Um, so I get a lot of people come through following plans and got got injured. I say first of all, in in the nicest way, it's your fault. But here, go and see this person. They will they help you out kind of thing. I think. You're right, man. It's, it's a lot of people are gonna slip under. If they do try it, people are gonna slip through. And I think it's based on a numbers game alone. It's gonna be huge. So I think um, we're on the same boat. And I don't think there is gonna be any government around it. Yeah. Um, That's what I mean. They just wouldn't be able to. The, the people that are qualified, hmm. if, if they start turning around and saying to be protected and to join this community or whatever they're gonna introduce, it's X amount a year. Yeah. Let's just say hundred pounds a year. Mm. Again, most people turn around and go for that hundred pounds a year. What are you going to do for me? How are you going to protect me as a personal trainer versus Joe Bloggs down the road mm. that isn't qualified that's doing PT? Mm. How are you going to stop that from happening? If they haven't got an answer for it, then you'd be like, "Why am I going to give you hundred pounds a year?" Yeah, yeah. 
So, so I'm gonna. I'm, I'm quite conscious of time. I don't want to take up too much of your time. So, what would you say in terms of? I think I didn't know what you're gonna say. Well, it's gonna be fun to hear from you. What would you say is kind of the the point, the key points for people if they are looking to become a PT or looking for a good course provider? What are the things that you would say they should look out for or kind of question? I think, as you know yourself, because as I said to you, I sent you a message before, and I appreciate whenever someone does sort of ask you to yeah, point yeah. in my way, which mm-hmm. I said to you, I appreciate that. Um, but I think there's so much flipping noise on social media. Mm. Again, not going against what I said a minute ago, because you do need to be on social media. But I think yeah, yeah. with regards to when someone says, who should I do a course with? Mm. You get about 20 different opinions. You mm-hmm. get three or four course providers yeah. literally jump on top of that person going, Oh, do it with me, do it with me, or do mm-hmm. this. I work for this company. Yeah, yeah. And I think I said to you in that message, like, how the hell do they get on social media that quick? They must be just sitting there waiting for <laughs> someone to flip in, ask about a course, and they just yeah, jump yeah. down their throat. Mm. Then you've got the other idiots that ask misleading, sorry, not misleading, like those sort of searching questions. I'm sure you've seen them. There's been about 20 in the past few days. Like, yeah. Who here's looking to step into the fitness industry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then loads of people answer, and then again they jump down their throat. So there's a lot of noise out there. And mm. um, if someone says, like, "Oh, I've done my course with this company. You should go check them out." Yeah, mm-hmm. as horrible it sounds, I would ask that person how well are they doing in business? Because hundred, yeah, yeah. If you if you're a personal trainer and you've mm. gone. I recommend the PT Mentor UK. I would say, okay, how many clients have you got with like since you've left that course? What support have you got from that course provider mm. since you got your certificate? Um, what's your learning style like? You know, what sort of hints and tips did you get about getting jobs? I'd ask all the stuff afterwards. Any any course manual, the materials don't really matter if it's yeah. online and you prefer. A workbook ask that is it all online or do you get a workbook yeah um but other than that ask how often do you see your tutor how often do you get to speak to your tutor how often do you have access to your tutor if it's classroom based how much support do you have in between the classroom yeah so it depends if you need that support ask around that but long term i'd be asking about the support after because yeah. if they've got anyone could say they've got like the best course in the country mm. um anyone could say they've got like the latest manuals the latest you know e-learning and stuff like that which is all well and good but again it's it's the after stuff that helps you as a personal trainer the sales the marketing the branding having someone on the end of the phone to sort of call up and uh, i think i can't remember if i said to you um before when we were chatting over message but i've got people that done a course with me like previously like when i was with lifetime or these other companies and still contact me now saying oh can you help me with this i'm like yeah sure they might qualified with me like six years ago Mm. but i absolutely love the fact that i'm helping people succeed in industry Mm. and i think you've got to get that you because don't forget if you do speak to one of these big companies you're speaking to a salesperson yeah they probably couldn't have a clue about the course Mm. they'll just be reading off a script yeah so i think you've got to sort of almost get a feel for it and a few people that signed up um this month with me they've come to me over mm. some of these big big companies like your premieres and stuff like that 
because as soon as they inquired, about 30 seconds later, they've got someone calling them. They didn't answer, so they left yeah. a voicemail. <laughs> then the next day, they've got three emails, and it's like, oof. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, it, if you feel like you're being sold to, you probably are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to point, actually. It's funny, when I was, um, when I was a lifetime, uh, I don't know how it's happened, but I was, so I'd done my theory and I'd done my exams and stuff. I passed it. It was official. I was officially passed it. Um, and then I went on to my placement. And um, so I was pretty much, they were pretty much coming for an assessment. The lady, the same lady that I, um, that told me I passed the exam when I passed it, the theory, came into my assessment, done my assessment, passed my, the, the assessment was like, yeah, you're pretty much done. Um, so, oh, can I can I talk to you downstairs quickly? So in the gym, I was we had like a um a bar. So we went down into the bar. Mm-hmm. It was quiet, so we went down. We sat down. She was like, oh, she pulled. Started pulling out some papers to sign certain things off. This pulled out exam paper. I said, why have you pulled out another exam paper? She goes, oh, we've lost your exam. We need you to reset it. I said, wait a second. <laughs> so wait a second. What? She said, yeah, we've. We we've no we haven't got no recollection of your exam anymore. So why on how does how does that work? Like I've you know I've got email confirmation saying I passed. So how have I how have you not not got my I said, all right, cool, whatever, man. I was kind of cocky then, so I thought whatever, bam, done it. Um obviously I I passed it because I got my level two, but I was like, it's weird how they they lost my exam. And then funny enough, Premier, they um so I done my classroom done all my, all my assessments and stuff and then it was about i think it was the day of um the day of my practical exam and a different assessor came in i don't know if that's normal but i don't know another assessor came in they yeah, have they fun. have a lot of they have a lot of um they're self-employed uh tutors right yeah yeah so the, another case another guy came in to do some of the assessing so came in um and he was, we were finishing off certain, like, he had, he asked, they had done, like, a session where he said, all right, have you not got any other questions around theory, da 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 cool, whatever. When I done my, um, when I done my practical, and then the guy that done my assessment was going through all my, all the modules, making sure everything's ticked off. And then he looked on his computer and he said to me, you don't exist in our system. I said, what? So I, again, I've got emails saying that um, I've passed all my modules, I've got all the all the markings, got everything there. He said, he turned around, yeah, yeah, you, you don't exist on our system. I said, so have you not still got my assignments, like my assessments that I've submitted? He goes, yeah, we've got them, but what you need to do is X, Y, Z. So I thought, oh my God, how on earth? This is why, this is one of the reasons I hate Premier. I say it was strong, it's because they were so quick to collect money. Mm. And they, you, I was one that I, 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 um, I showed interest. They called me within an hour. I was like, oh yeah, this is the course. Da, 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 da. This is what you get. This is how much it is. When do you want to make payment? I said, all right, cool, whatever in it. I was, I was sold on the MMA thing. Then when he turned around to me and said, oh, um, you know, you don't exist on the system. I said, so you sat me down in the classroom for a good six weeks, took my modules. You know, you know, sign, um, marked everything, signed me off, and then you're coming around to tell me I don't exist in the system. Shouldn't I have been identified happens, at the beginning? Happens a lot. You'll be surprised. It happens it's a lot. Nuts. And what that, what that is, yeah. and there's a couple of companies out there. Again, if there's any 
PTs listen to this, have a look at your certificates and some certificates say um, certificate of completion. Yeah. And then it'll have your name and it will have level three and it'll mm. have the units. But that that certificate is not worth the paper which written on. Yeah. And what I've done, if you've seen in the news recently, there was a company um, where the owners fled to Spain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what they were doing. Basically, ah. what, what Premier done to you. So basically, what happens is people sign up to a course with me. So they come to a course with the PT Mentor UK. And then but the awarding body is Active IQ. Yeah. So you're one of my students but you're also technically one of their students because yeah. you're doing a course with them. So mm -hmm. it's my job to register you with the awarding body. And obviously I paid for that privilege on a yearly, monthly basis, et cetera, uh, per student to be registered with them. What that gives is a certificate and a registration fee has to all be covered. Yeah. And then obviously I can order the materials and that through ActiveIQ. Yeah. So if I don't do that registration, I'm saving X amount per person per course. Mm -hmm. That's what Premier have done. So, for example, oh. let's just say it's £100 per person. If you've got 10 people in a classroom, and as you probably know, you might have paid a deposit to keep yourself on that course, yeah. or you might have paid like in instalments or whatever. Yeah. So if the instalments are less than that registration fee, what they won't do is run at a loss, will they? So they won't pay out a grand mm. if they've only made 800 quid. Yeah. So what they do, they'll sit you in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Once you've paid your second or third instalment, yeah. then they'll register you. Yeah. Because also what might happen is after two or three weeks in that course, you might turn around and go, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go and do a different job. See you later. Yeah. yeah. So they've put you on that registration. You've buggered off. So they've lost money. Yeah, yeah. So what this hey. company, for anyone that doesn't, I can't remember the name of the company now. Um, for anyone that doesn't know what I'm talking about, there was a company that were basically putting people through courses and not registering with the awarding body. So mm. when they got to the end of their qualification, you've paid you two grand, whatever. It's all gone into this person's pocket. Mm. They've buggered off to Spain or Portugal, yeah. wherever it was. You're left there thinking... Well, I finished my course. I haven't got a certificate. You phone the awarding body, so you call Active IQ. Oh, hi! My course provider's disappeared. <laughs> I'm doing a course. I'm doing a course with you guys, yeah. like you with Premier. They've yeah. looked on their system. Sorry, you don't exist. So basically, they were taking everyone's money, mm. not registering the students, and they racked it up. And I think I can't remember how much it was, but it was like thousands and thousands yeah. of pounds. They buggered off to Portugal or whatever it was, and all these students were left with no certificate. Or, like I said, they had a paper printout that just said, congratulations, yeah. this is a certificate of completion. Yeah, That doesn't mean anything. And companies right. still do that now. It pisses me off. Yeah, yeah, I know. People do. That's, when you said it, I was like, what? Because like I, I never knew that was what it was. So when I've seen people with a certificate of completion, and that was yeah. that but people counts. but people assume yeah so you'll finish so let's say for example you finish your course today yeah and i email you a certificate tomorrow saying congratulations certificate of completion mm. students take that and they think yeah i've finished they'll go to a gym if the gym manager like is as thick as anything and doesn't realize that that's not a real certificate 
they'll let you start working there. Yeah, yeah. But then I've had people come to me that have done level two elsewhere to do the level three or sports massage or whatever. And I've said, oh, ping over your certificates. And they've sent me that and it says certificate of completion or there's another term that they sometimes use. Um, certificate of achievement is the other one. Okay. Um, and I say, that's not a real certificate. And they're, and they're like, are you joking? I'm like, no, it's not worth the paper it's written on. Like, you need to phone them now and get that. Like, if you don't yeah. chase it, and then, then they turn around and go, oh, we're really sorry, um, here's your real one. So unless you chase it, they don't register you. And they yeah. sort of play dumb, like, oh, really sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. That's a, that's a crazy insight. Like, I thought I thought that was just a stupid uh, mistake on their part. Well, that's a thing. No. <laughs> They, they do it on purpose to save them. They do it on purpose to save themselves a few hundred pounds per person. But that's, if they're doing it to ten people a month, they're saving like grand. three grand, four grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mad. That a lot of a lot, if small companies did that, then I'd understand. But if the big companies are doing that, it's crazy. That's the thing. It's like you know, being a small provider, as you know, I could do that and save yeah, yeah. thousands a year. Yeah, yeah. You know, but then. I do everything by the book, but then you've got these big companies that whisk people through courses, they cut corners, they don't register them, they, they don't even send them a workbook, it's all online. Yeah, yeah. So they're saving money left, right and centre, <laughs> but then what they also do, mm. they also save money left, right and centre so they can undercut their courses. Okay. Like in Premier, for example, I'd done my course 20 years ago, yeah. and back then it was three and a half grand. Now... Oh. You can do the same course. My, my course was also three and a half months long. Monday to Friday, nine to five in a classroom for three oh, and a half wow. months. Okay. But now, exactly the same course, like you said earlier, it can be done in six weeks Yeah. for probably under a grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is under a grand. But the quality is like... Yeah, you know what? It's it's funny. There's a, there's a, there's a guy that I know. He's, he's well... Like, he was... When I first qualified, he must have had at least... 30 years on me seemed quite a lot he left the PT and she's working kind of local to me now um, and I saw him and he was like I said aren't you that guy like he had everything he had he owned gyms he was a PT in, in pure gym done everything he's walked every life and he said he said to me you know what the, the time I decided to leave was when he went back on a level three course and it was exactly what he learned 20 odd years ago I said like, yeah. oh. I said like, doesn't that's why I'm that's why it's funny when I, when I heard you say you had the updated um version of the course, I thought that must be a costly a, a costly thing to have because a lot of people ask if he's saying that he learned the same thing 20 odd years ago, surely there must be some sort of change. But you're right, I think if they're cutting costs, then that could be one of the costs they're cutting updated information. Yeah, the thing is, some of the that's down to the awarding body. So like yeah, your YMCA's, yeah. your Active IQ, mm. et cetera. But then the Active IQ course, I still refer to it as new. It's been around for two years. Yeah. So I think it was the end of 2017 or 2018, okay. for example. Yeah. So it's, I think it was 2018, the end of um, maybe like August, September time. Um, it came out then. As soon as it came out, I switched to the new course. Mm. It. The old course finished uh, November the 1st, I think it was. Mm. So all these companies, including like your premiers, et cetera, all these big companies, 
still delivering that old style course up until last month. Okay. So now they've they've had to switch because the old course does not exist anymore. You can't register learners on it. It's had to switch. So okay. if you know, like they're all talking now, oh, we've got this brand new course. It's like, I've been doing that for two years, but these big companies oh. mm. have not switched. So I still call it a new course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is, I suppose. It's newest. Um, yeah, new, yeah. The, the latest version. Yeah, yeah. But some of these companies just didn't switch over. So they're still teaching a course that's been around for like 10 years. Yeah, yeah. So again, <laughs> it's just like, it, but, but when you see the difference between the two, it's so dated, it's unbelievable. But it just sort of, it makes you laugh. Again, like, why were they not changing with the times? Why, mm. why are these providers not talking about sales, business, marketing mm. on a more personal level? Again, there's a new module in the level three that talks about business. Perfect. But it's still fairly generic. Yeah. It tells you about profit and loss. Yeah, yeah. But just like anything in any of these courses, there's one or two questions on something. Yeah. But so it sort of says like, oh, you know, what marketing are you going to do? You read the book, you fill in the answers. Ta-da, well done. You've passed that <laughs> section. But but it's about putting that into practice. It's about the sales, the marketing, the the client consultations. It's just giving what I do. I give all my students hints and tips. And one of my favourite sayings I say all the time is, this is what you can do. But in real life, you need to do this. Or exactly. They must have heard it so many times. Like me going, in real life, do yeah, this. Yeah. On the course, you do this. But in real life, do that. Yeah. So I try and sort of take everything they're learning and reading about and tell them again in real life yeah you're going to use it like this that i think that's a big mistake that is a huge mistake on their part is you know there isn't no real life aspect to it i think a lot of that's why even with, with a lot of like the sales the sales coaches and not sales coaches but people that teach sales to pts um everybody's teaching the same thing okay like so i've worked in corporate gyms private gyms hotel gyms right yeah. And the people that taught me how to um, get clients in the hotel gyms saying the exact same thing as the people teach me how to get clients in pure gym. And in reality, yeah. that's as different as can come. In pure gym, it's a numbers game. You've got thousands of members that you're going to approach and talk to. And if you convert 10% of them, good for you. But in a hotel gym, yeah. you're talking about 100 people. If you try and convert 10% of 100 people, you're only getting 10 people. And I think if you're if you're going to go out and teach people how to get clients, I think it has to be very specific to real life. Like how like uh, uh, Pure Gym has a, um, has a, I don't know what they call it. They call it like a, uh, a business coaching program. Um, yeah. And every, uh, I, I left Pure Gym with, with, horrible horrible experiences man like horrible to the point of they're so like they i don't want to call them stupid but their their knowledge is so limiting obviously from a corporate level is they're doing taught what to say to people um so i've i've always said even every every uh, pure gym pt that i know i say to him i'm not no expert but don't follow what um, your manager tells you to do in terms of client getting getting clients because what your manager is telling you to do to get to get clients is he's only echoing what you heard from upstairs, right? What you need to do mm. is find what you do best, how you communicate best, and do that. 
Okay, you can't tell me to go and tell talk to somebody in a certain way because you've been told by someone else to talk to them in a certain way. I think it's the the more the more we're able to kind of create real life scenarios for people and teach them that. Like I'm not I'm I don't educate people like you do, but just people don't reach out. Like I've you know people see me and they see me with decent amount of clients when I was in when I was in the gym. So even PTs in my gym would come to me and say, "Oh, how do you get so much clients? How do you close it? How do you, how are you closing so quickly?" And I'm like, Psst, "I do, I do. Like I've I've got I've learned my own way of doing things, and I don't listen to people mm-hmm. that are reading a textbook and telling me this is what book A says and this is what book B says. Go and do one of the nah. I go straight down the middle and do my thing. I found that you know a lot of people a lot of people don't." Um, as I said, don't have sales skills in PTs anyway. PTs don't have sales skills, sales skills. So my, when I got into it, when I got into business, I had a sales coach, and that's why I was so good at it. But that's because he dragged yeah, me out. That's, tra- that's the thing. It's, I was saying that's the thing. It's like people always say, like, if you sort of do a cheap course because so much stuff you learn after. Yeah. Which part of that is true because yeah. you do learn to speak to people, you do yeah. learn how to pick up clients, and so on. But again, I don't think that means like choose a course that doesn't tell you any of that stuff yeah. and do it as quick as possible mm. to get out there because, and that's why I sort of try and bridge that gap. Like, you know, the course isn't the cheapest, but then I'm going to be with you long term because I'm going to help you get your first client. I'm going to help you put stuff on Instagram and Facebook and start up a group and yeah. start an email list and stuff like that because that is what makes a good person trainer. If you're, like, I've got shy students that don't want to have their face on social media and they don't want yeah. to talk to people and they want to be an online coach, mm. which I always say to people, it's great to have a foot in the door and get some experience in the gym. Mm. But again, if that student of mine doesn't want to ever do that, I'm not going to keep banging my head against brick wall going, go and work in the gym, go and work yeah. in the gym. Mm-hmm. What I'll do is adapt what I'm telling them to suit their online yeah. business mm. as long as they've got all that knowledge and those hours yeah. of coursework and again they train themselves they've got an online coach themselves for example yeah and you know they do post a few videos of them training and stuff like that and so they, they're engaging with clients in a different way of being in the gym floor yeah but again it's it's the sales the marketing the business which keeps saying that is what makes in this day and age a good person trainer mm. you could and something i always say you could have the best knowledge in the world but if you can't get yourself across either face-to-face social media email text whatever no one's going to know so you can do all the qualifications in the world and be the smartest person trainer get the best results Mm. but if you can't get yourself out there no one's going to be your client yeah what's the point yeah it's true very true i think it's it's a huge skill to have I'm very conscious of the time, so my the last thing I'm going to do is roll out the red carpet for you <laughs> and let people know where they can find you, where they can find more information on you and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, sure. Literally, I'm going to send them to one place. So if you go at the PT Mentor UK on Instagram, you can find everything you need there. If you're an existing personal trainer, my whole feed will help you because I talk about sales, marketing, branding for existing personal trainers. Mm -hmm. Um, The link in my bio will send you to some free training, to my podcast, to the website. So yeah, just at the PT Mentor UK on Instagram. 
cool i will add that to the show notes anyway so people can click away and i shall thank you for coming on and spending so much time with me i didn't notice the time um you might have to split it into two parts <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to i'm gonna do a, a two-part special that's it perfect but yeah nice thanks for thanks for jumping on carl man i much appreciate it. as you know i'm 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 all for what you do so i'll continue promoting you and what you do anyway man no appreciate that no worries carl i'll speak to you soon cheers buddy see ya Thank you for listening. Um, feel free to share with your friends, your family, your pets, whoever you want to share with. And um, follow us on social media. Um, our links will be below. And the website, you can have a look at the website too, which is www.thehealthfitnessandbusinessshow.com. All one word. And we'll see you on the next one.